Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a classic dreamer who started as a flight attendant and worked her way to now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and dynamic entrepreneur in various industries. This podcast is for the dreamers and doers. Learn how to think, act, and speak big as business leaders share how they turned from dreamers to leaders. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Melody. Our guest today is a branding strategist. She has worked for over 15 years with major brands here in the U.S. She now works with clients across the globe, help them 10x their sales and shine even brighter in their niches. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Tiffany Newman. Let's start with your dreamer story, Tiffany. Um, what was it like starting your professional career? Yeah, so long story short, if I dial all the way back, I've been doing branding and design work from high school, basically. So I went to college for it. Then I graduated and got an internship and worked my way up from an internship all the way to creative director um, in a Fortune 500 company, which was like my dream job. It was amazing. Everything I loved about it. And then what happens to so many of us women is I had a baby and I realized that all the travel to New York and LA and all over the country was no longer serving me and my family. So that's when I started the business that I have now. So I do a lot of the same things, taking that corporate information that I got with working with brands like Stoli Vodka and Adidas and FedEx. And now I'm serving uh, female entrepreneurs really into creating their brand, which, which I call a legacy brand. So we can, of course, dive more into that. But I've taken all of those tricks and tips that I've learned from the corporate years, 15 years in corporate, and now incorporated that into working with women, which I absolutely love. Now it truly is my dream job. I thought that was my dream. This is truly my dream. So, so that's cool that you were able to... Um to cut out a, a niche, right? That target market specifically for, uh, for women entrepreneurs. Mm, so with, with that journey, uh, Tiffany, you know, going through Fortune 500 companies being part of their, their branding strategy and then venturing on your own, what has been your biggest teaching moment? Ooh, that's such a good question. I think the biggest teaching moment for me, well, I have, can I, I'll do two maybe, because there's a one that's personal and then one that's more professional. So the personal one for me is how different it is being an entrepreneur, having your own business, because you are the brand. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, mindset things to work through mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, where when you're working with those big brands, you're serving them and they're the, you know, the, the brand is the face in your own business, you are the face of the brand. So that's been an interesting journey for me. I'm quite introverted. I can be extroverted, but it, it never felt really safe or exciting to put myself out there. And then once I did, everything shifted. So that's a lot of the work I did do in the branding process with people is like, what are those internal shifts that we need to make to really stand out and stand out from the noise online and feel comfortable with that? Um, and then the other one I think would be is also just team. So I ran a team of 30 people in corporate and that wasn't a problem. And then for some reason you come into entrepreneurship as well. And it's so different having a team when it's, you're the one driving the ship all the way. 
uh, and guiding it and you're guiding it towards your vision. So uh, there's a lot there, but it's, I've learned so much and it's been uh-huh. so amazing. So Tiffany, how, how did you, how did you break out of that shell? If you feel that you're predominantly uh, an introvert, how was mm-hmm. that in terms of the, the, the mental chatter that you had to battle in order to then, you know, be okay, be okay out there, getting clients, dealing with people, being in a social setting for the most part to, to really build your business? H- how did you go through that process? Yeah, of, um, it was such a good process. Out? So once I'm, yeah, once I'm in the container, I love to serve people. So that wasn't a problem, but it was really like being visible, you know, publicity and social media and those types of things. So really two things I would say, I did a social media challenge. So I went live for 30 days and I just made a decision and did it. (laughs) And after 30 days, even though I hated every moment of it, I was like, wow, this isn't that bad. And people actually were responding well. And of course that was, you know, years ago. So I've gotten so much better at being on camera and it's still not my favorite thing to do, but I've done it enough that I'm like, okay, this is fine. And I feel very comfortable. So just kind of ripping the bandaid off and stopping so much, to be honest. And then the second is I still see so many clients and some clients are fine and they love being in the spotlight. You know, we all have different personalities, but I actually went and got uh, trained for NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming to help myself and other people break through blocks, whether it's visibility blocks, money blocks, mindset blocks. And even though I'm a brand expert, I've just found that so purposeful in the business to help people through things like that. And it actually helped me a ton too in the process, which was amazing. <laughs> so you talked a lot about mindset, right? And I think with branding, it truly has a lot to do with mental, right? So the mm-hmm. mental association um, and how it's really the art of um, the art of molding or shaping perception. Right. Yes. So, so, um, so walk us through uh, Tiffany on how to create that, um, that legacy brand that, that, that you mentioned, you know, so there's the so-so brand and the brand that sticks right to the point mm-hmm. of it being a legacy as you, as you coin it, you know, having, having that, um, that lasting classic impact, you know, regardless, yeah. timeless, you know, time, timeless brand, you know, from Levi's to, um, Harley, Harley Davidson, I, I believe is one of the, um, you know, iconic, I, iconic brand out there that people are yes. still, there's still a huge, massive following, you know, with the brand. So walk us through on how to create one. Yes. I love the way you describe that. Cause it's so true. If we look at those legacy brands in corporate, that's the one thing when I came into working with more online entrepreneurs that I noticed that they like change, you know, they like to play in Canva or change colors all the time. So consistency is the first piece, just finding something and being consistent with it, which a lot of people have a hard time with. So it's a lot of deep work to figure out what is really your core? What are you showing up as? What is your true essence? So you get so comfortable that you're like, wow, this is me. Then there's no need or want to change it anymore. And then the other piece is 
we tend to think of a brand as the logo and the colors and the fonts and the visual pieces, right? When really, I like the analogy of an iceberg, that's what's above the surface and what we typically see. But there's right. all these things below the surface that most people don't take the time to figure out, such as what is the vision? What are your values? What is your voice? Um, what is your brand story? All mm -hmm. of these pieces that create the messaging. And so once you get really clear on that, then you can also be consistent, not only in your messaging, but the visuals as well. So when you have that whole picture taken care of and you just feel so confident and you have that clarity, which is the main thing that I help people do, then mm -hmm. again, there's no need or reason to change it. And that creates consistency in the marketplace. People know what you stand for. They know who you are. That doesn't change. So you're not confusing your audience. So people mm -hmm. who are great examples of that, that are people that we look up to and everybody knows, you know, like Oprah, Tony Robbins, you know, there's a lot of people online or just that we think of like Jessica Alba's grown a great brand. And it's because they're consistent. Their personal brand is fairly consistent, but then also their offers are what they're all about. And because of that, it has that brand trust that doesn't ever change. And of course, mm -hmm. that also means you can evolve. That's the other piece is people like, well, I get bored. I don't want to like be the yeah. same for 30 <laughs> years. Well, we look at Levi's. I mean, if you look at their logo, it has slightly evolved. You know, they've had to change with the times to, to maybe have some more modern cuts and different things like right. that. So you can evolve and change and technology is going so quickly. We have to evolve with the times or else we'll be kind of like left behind. But once you have that foundation in place, then you can just make minute changes and not have to reinvent the world, which actually saves a lot of time and money in the end. Right. So so that's huge on on consistency, the consistency. Totally. And, right. And I think you also mentioned about uh, consciousness, right? So being being able to be conscious on what you uh, what you believe in. Right. Oh, absolutely. Really Especially this day and age, you know, it's it. It's what really attracts people to you. It can also push some people away if if they don't agree with your values. But it's really um, important to know what those values are and stay true to them and stand up for causes you believe in. Um, and some people are more voice, like they voice that more than others. And that's okay too, because again, it can push people away, but that's okay because it will make the people that align with you right. align so with you stronger. So if you stand for anything, they're going to go and align with somebody who does stand and have the same values. Exactly. So it's really not a one size fits all that you're hoping to get as much when you cast the net. It's being strategic when you when you cast your net that you're getting really the people that that you really want to get. Not all the salmons in the world, right? <laughs> or yes. And it's also energetic. Like it sounds a little woo, but like, like attracts like. So when you're putting that out there and you're putting those things out there, then like-minded people come to you. So it makes your work a lot more fun too. You're attracting clients that you want to be around rather than just whoever's casting in the net, you know? So that's a huge thing too, is who doesn't want to be around people that they enjoy working with? <laughs> working with, I think that's uh, that's massively that's massively important in order to have those fans, right? The raving fans uh, yeah. and advocates uh, to your brand is being able to speak specifically 
to that group of people that you want to attract that resonate with with your values and what have you. So I think mm-hmm. that reminds me of uh, the saying about products. Products are made in factories, but brands are made in one's mind, right? So- So, so, um, so good. So it's all about it's all about that. And you also talked about how overcoming mindset, right, Tiffany, is uh, is important in reference to creating an effective brand. Can you talk mm-hmm. more about that? Yeah, it's a little bit more than like the visibility we were talking about earlier. The first thing that we hear from a lot of people is, you know, entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development process that you'll ever go through because it brings up challenges and it it really forces you to grow. Branding is the same way. If you do it right and you do a deep dive, rather than just like grabbing some logos and colors, you will start to question, like, who am I really? How is this? It's really this deep dive to uncover your true essence and who you are. Because typically, even if you have a business that, um, unless it's like with a lot of partners and it is a corporation, then it's not a personal brand. But most online entrepreneurs have some level of a personal brand. So to really pull that personality out, you have to think of it so that way. So I kind of have this five-step process that I usually talk people through, which is letting go, letting go of like who you have been up to this point sometimes is key because like I came from corporate and I was a professor. And so that's not really, and I'm a mom, but that's not who really Tiffany is. Right. So I was like, those are labels. Like, who am I really? And I think we all have that to some level. And then also letting go of comparison, because it's really easy to look at what everybody else is doing and try to either model what they're doing. So in in really ignoring everybody else and saying, who am I truly? Then it's all about establishing the brand. So like really getting into alignment and making that establishing, like going all in on it and doubling down on it and leaving behind what no longer serves you. And then I like to say the next piece is the growth. So really acknowledging that and growing because the branding process is you could go to any branding process and they'll say, okay, you have to do X, Y, Z. This is the process. This is my method. And you could have a beautiful brand visually, but the mindset piece is different because there's this part where I call the messy middle. Usually you get to a point and you're like, okay, I have, I know my vision. I know my voice. I know my ideal clients. We're making the messaging and then people start to question, you know, is this really it? And, and there's this piece called the messy middle. And that's where most people give up. They're like, I don't know. I'm so confused now. I'm just going to go with it and call it good. (laughs) I've seen this time and time again. So acknowledging that there is a messy middle and working through it, that's what really allows you to get to the clarity and the confidence in your brand. So then that's really the end level is allowing that messy middle to happen, really sinking into that. And then once you get through to the other side, that clarity and confidence comes out, which is really awesome. Right. I think that's, uh, that's the destination, right? To have that uh, clarity. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I like that term of messy middle because it could truly be, right? If you're like, when you say middle, it's uh, it strikes to me as mediocre. You're just kind of there. And in order for something to really be explosive, I think you have to be really intense or extreme on what you believe in and what you want to consistently, you know, say uh, to the public as if you're like wishy-washy, right? Then uh, it drowns, drowns down your um, your message, right? So mm. you also touched on um, 10Xing, 10Xing your revenue if you have and crafted the right branding so um so maybe talk about that a bit on how you can ignite and and really have uh, more sales when you do it right Mm -hmm. yeah so when you do it right again it's doing the a little bit deeper work and slowing down to speed up is what i always like to say when you go through the legacy brand process specifically but any branding process that really you know allows you to slow down and dig deep because then you really find all of those things. You get the clarity, you show up with more confidence and energetically people resonate with you more because of that, because you can show up and like with a snap of a finger say like, this is what I stand for. This is who I am. This is who I serve. And so many times people try to explain and they're like, well, I kind of do this. I kind of do that. And we, we can do this or I could do that. And then people are like, I don't really know what this person is offering me or how they can help me. So it's really having that positioning. Also the differentiation in the marketplace, because it is saturated, especially online, especially after the last few years that we've been in. So what makes you stand out? What makes your process special? Having a specific process. So like my legacy brand process or my client, Selena Sue, you know, she has impacting millions and she has, you know, specific framework that you use. And when you can walk away and your brand has this framework and a step-by-step that people can immediately be like, oh, I understand that. And you can share what results other people are getting, then it's like a no brainer because I think there's so many courses out there and people and they probably are amazing. But if you're not showing up and showing so people can hear, see, feel what results they're going to get, Mm -hmm. then people aren't going to take action. Uh, I like that piece on uh, branding as uh, the art of uh, the art of differentiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, at the end, you know, there's just so much noise, as he said, you know, out there. So how do you pop? How does one talk about you and and think of your brand or you as a personality fondly? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So so um, in terms of pitfalls or the usual things that you've seen others do what are the um uh like some of the mistakes that you think mm. um business people or entrepreneurs or businesses out there uh are doing that's just like oh my god that's a major faux pas or you don't yeah do things like well that. i think we kind of touched on the first one a little bit which is like not doing the actual branding process. Again, they, you can go on Fiverr, grab a logo, call it good. And then people are like, okay, I have a brand. And a lot of that, it's not your fault. You know, it's not people's fault because we were not educated on what a brand truly is a lot of the time. 
So that would be a big one. And then also branding for where you are now instead of where you want to be. So in my process, I love to help people look three, five, 10 years out and then reverse engineer where they want to be. So you actually build the brand for that space so you can grow and evolve into it rather than branding for where you are now. Because as entrepreneurs, we always typically have big goals, big visions, big dreams. And when you brand for where you're at now, you're going to outgrow the brand and then you're going to have to rebrand. And usually that happens in like two year cycles. It's actually, I've actually noticed that with people. They'll, they'll do something and they're like, oh, well now I want to do something new. And they keep kind of reinventing the wheel. So that's the point of a legacy brand too, is to actually brand for where you want to be. So if you see yourself you know, being a bestseller author, all the things obviously you can't claim that yet, but you can show up and you can speak and you can be a leader as if you're already there. And that allows you to actually get there so much faster. So I think those are the same, the biggest two things is not doing the deep work. And then for branding, like for where you are now, instead of where you want to be. So, so you think, you know, for our startup audience uh, out there, uh, do you think that there is a way to really effectively DIY this or really if there's something that, you know, you have a dollar and you want to spend it wisely because you want to launch and launch effectively, what would be your, what would be your advice uh, mm. to those budding entrepreneurs or startup founders that, you know, obviously they know marketing is a big component. And mm-hmm. others would just DIY it, right? <laughs> Is there really a, uh, an effective way to do that without working with, with someone? Yeah. Well, honestly, um, what I would say in that case, it's such a good question. And I get it quite often is like, when is the right time to invest in a brand? You know, typically what I say is that when you are literally just starting out, or maybe you're starting out and you were, uh, a teacher, and now you're going to be something completely different. It's actually okay not to have a brand for a little bit. And of course, I'm the brand expert saying like, don't invest in a brand, but, but hear me out. So oftentimes people will brand and invest in it. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even like doing this. And then they have to rebrand again. Right. So I honestly would suggest in that case, go getting a, a logo on Fiverr just for the first like six months or not even worrying about it. Just get clients in the door, see who you like working with, get a little bit of knowledge. But once you're past that six month year mark and you're like, okay, I'm all in, I know this is what I want to do. Then I think it is one of the best investments you can make in your business because then you look like you, you look like you're walking the walk and talking the talk. Um, right away rather than kind of fumbling your way through it and you ha- you can get that clarity so much sooner. So I think there's that sweet spot once people know like, okay, generally this is what I'm offering. This is what I'm serving. You don't have to have all your offers in place or have your ideal client completely narrowed down, but at least have a sense of that. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a story about um, Steve Jobs and, uh, Wozniak, right? Are, are mm-hmm. they the, and they were, um, thinking of the name and Apple was letter A, right? So they wanted to like, <laughs> so if it's just the alphabet, first. simple and, you know, simple logo. And, uh, in social media, there's all these, um, historical photos of, uh, of Jeff, uh, Bezos with him 
still with hair, <laughs> and <laughs> his, um, his desk, you know, very humble desk. And behind him is just like a sign of, you know, I don't know if he just drew it, but super simple, white background, Amazon, no logo, etc. So I guess first and foremost, have a, have a product <laughs> and a exactly. service that you know you will uh, be able to sustain and, and scale and, and simultaneously, um, you know, really work with your branding, the branding uh, strategy. Yeah. And actually, one thing that I'll share that I've seen is sometimes people will invest in the branding and it's almost like a stalling tactic, like from a mental standpoint, they're like, oh, well, I have to get this right before I can go get clients and do that. And, you know, again, people are like, well, tell me your branding expert, shouldn't you be telling people to sign up with you no matter what? But no, because you won't get the results. Like you, if you use those types of things, um, and it's probably subconsciously, you know, you're like, oh, you know, they're people focusing on being everything being perfect. Like first just go get some clients, get that, and then invest in a brand. Right. So I think there's, um, there's a saying by Rumi, right. That, um, you just start walking and the road will show its way. Right. (laughs) And I think that's very, very true also with uh, entrepreneurship. You know, you can't have everything all Perfect. So as usual, progress versus uh, perfection. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then to go back to your original question, I just realized I didn't 100% answer it. The DIY, I would say to start out, like you could just kind of fake it to make it. Canva is amazing. If you just go with the visuals, you can do that. But I honestly believe for the depth of the branding, the, the messaging piece, working with a true brand expert is key because one of my favorite sayings is you can't see the label from inside the bottle. We are looking at ourselves and we can overthink everything because even myself included, you know, we're too close to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So my goal as a brand expert is to really pull out what's already inside of you, out of you, and then formulate it to a really strong message and brand. So I would say to that, when you get to that level, you do not want to DIY it. I, I like uh, what you said about uh, you can't really see the label from inside the bottle <laughs> because that, I could um, I could relate to that. I knew what I what I want to you know what I want to be the message for my my other brand Runway Heels right, but it's working with someone that um, helped me really you know crystallize the the gamut of what I kind of want to say because. I'm all over the place and having someone kind of narrow it down to still be that, but um, not all over the place. <laughs> Absolutely. So I yeah. hear you. I, I totally hear you um, on that. What? So I'm just curious, what is your most favorite brand that you think um, has done an amazing job with their strategy? Yeah. <laughs> That's so hard because there's so many good ones. Um, to just pick one is really not easy. But I, th- I guess I'd go back to Apple. Like whether you're an Apple lover or not, you know, oh, um, yeah, to go good. back to that, you, simplicity is the ultimate form of sophistication, right? And I think they did such an amazing job of taking something that was abstract and just getting it down to the simplest form. And it's so clean and so iconic and it's timeless. 
and they keep evolving, but it always has that same foundation, which is like what I consider really strong in a legacy brand. Again, whether what you think about Apple as a whole, you know, um, I know some people don't like it because of consumerism and those types of things, but as a brand, I mean, brand. It's so solid. Mm-hmm. and they've built such an amazing like following, like people line up to get the new phones and the new products and they keep reinventing themselves. And so it's, it's just brilliant. So as they say, simplicity is a true form of genius, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so much easier to complicate things than to simplify. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's one of my favorite quotes, because I think when you get things down, that's a piece of branding too. Like you were saying earlier, you can be all over the place, but when you get it down to its simplest form, it's easy to understand. You, It's easy to be consistent and you don't have to overthink it. You know, people just mm-hmm. get it. Would you mind giving us an idea um, on, okay, so client, you want to do the right thing and um, work with a branding strategist. What is the usual budget that one needs to to um, to put in their their accounting sheet? For that? Yeah, it really depends. Um, obviously, different brand experts um, have different levels. There are courses out there that you can take to DIY it, which um, again, I really believe that it it's best to work with an expert when you get to the level when you have more ready for that true clarity. Um, so courses, I think, can any, be anywhere from like a couple hundred dollars to a thousand dollars to work with uh, a brand expert. Usually that's anywhere from twenty five hundred. It can go all the way up to I mean, there's people who charge when I was in corporate, we charged like fifty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, you know, so it can get very, very pricey. Um, but typically, I would say anywhere from like twenty five to 10 or 20K to get, and it depends on what you want too. If you want just the messaging um, or a full package. So like I, when I work one-on-one with clients, we'll do a full entire package. So it's like the messaging, the website, the logo, the social media graphics, everything. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a program that's a group program where people can just start out with the messaging and they're like, okay, let's get clear on that. And then you can keep oh. moving. So the range is quite wide, but I would say to really um, invest wisely and get a brand that's really, really amazing and going to stand the test of time for you. Um, and it's going to be at least a couple thousand dollar investment, mm-hmm. like around the 2,500 up to like 10 K for a really great brand. Um maybe 20, just depending on who you're working with. Right. Uh, it just uh, dawned on me like uh, brands like Hermes, right? Um, all they do is put H-E-R-M-E-S <laughs> or like an H on um, on their purse or their sunglasses and whatnot. And suddenly what is a thousand for the other good brands to now what a hundred times more it's it's crazy and that's all in the positioning too so if you position yourself as that high level elite brand then that's when you said the perception at the beginning like I loved that you said perception because that is all what branding is mostly about is who you truly are but it's also what the perception is of people that are coming to you So, yeah, so apparently uh, it is the group consensus of um, 
of the perception of a particular brand, right? So it's the shaping of perception. So, so they have done an amazing job since, uh, is it 18th century or like way, way long mm-hmm. ago? <laughs> yeah. And talk about um, legacy brand. <laughs> legacy, right? Yeah. So, so, um, Tiffany, for our audience out there, mostly they are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. What's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, definitely. So I hang out on Instagram for the most part. So I'm at Tiffany Newman Creative on Instagram. And then my website is yourlegacybrand.com. So you can find out more about me or connect with me at either one of those places. Is there any um, final words that you want to share to our entrepreneur audience out there? Sure. I would say that definitely consider your brand one of the biggest investments that you can make for ROI. It's not a tangible ROI necessarily, but it really will help you in the long run when you have that solid foundation. And then the other thing I would say is back to the conscious piece, which we didn't go deep into, but just the way the world is now as entrepreneurs, I truly think that we're the ones, the government's not going to do it. The, you know, no, like we need to step (laughs) up and stand out. And so using our brands as platforms to make a positive impact in the world is like the key on, on top of serving others. And so I think if anything else you take away is, you know, make sure that you weave that into your brand as well. Like how can you give back and how can you make a positive uh, ripple effect? Uh, I like that because in this world of massive, massive influx of info in, of information, right? So there's misinformation, disinformation, oh my gosh. and everyone has their own um, spin on all these stories, right? So it's up to us. It's up to the individual, the the creator, the entrepreneur Mm -hmm. to be able to toot their own story. (laughs) They have to, otherwise everyone will craft uh, the story that you may not want, right? Absolutely. So I I agree with you 100%. So Tiffany, that wraps up our show and I wish you continued success. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed it. All right. Wonderful. Hey, and for all the dreamers out there, keep believing. You got this. Till next time. 